This is episode number 46 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Everybody, welcome back to High Impact Leaders. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and I help people acquire leadership and management skills to improve your careers and facilitate dynamic growth in your business. In this session, I'm going to share with you a really simple technique that Jeff Bezos used to help him grow Amazon from a, a really tiny startup to one of, if, if I, I think, actually the largest company in the entire world now. Uh, and by the way, you can use this technique in your own life, in your own career to increase your success exponentially as well, if, if you like. By the way, as always, if you like the sessions, don't forget to subscribe to the High Impact Leaders podcast and make sure that you rate the podcast and, and leave me a review where, wherever you download the show. I mean, I know a lot of you listen to us on Apple Podcasts through your iPhones and, and others listen to us on, on Spotify and some other, uh, I mean, there's, there's you know dozens and dozens and dozens of different podcast apps out there. But make sure to hit the subscribe button though so that you get the new episodes each week. And in addition, if you like the content and let others know by writing a review for me. Um, also, um, just as an aside, my book, 28 Ways to Influence People, was just updated and re-released in the last month or so. Um, it's a really, really simple 28-day plan to help you become a, a really effective leader and manager. Uh, and you can pick up a copy on Amazon or wherever you wherever you get your books. So let's get on with today's topic. Hey, so the session today is on mission statements, vision statements, values, and, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a template that you can use and, and a lot of examples here uh, because um, the, these statements, the mission statement, vision statement, value statements, are they're said to be really, really important to, this, to the success of, of companies. And, and in fact, as as you know, business consultants, a lot of times that we're you know, which we are, um, we often start with the mission, the vision, the values when we're working with new clients. And one of the reasons why you know we do this, and and a lot of our competitors do this, is is it, it's basically just a very simple number one most important reason is that creating or in a lot of cases updating these statements can really drive the organization in a new direction. By the way, you can do this for yourself personally as well. Um, just before before I kind of can tell, I'm interrupting myself now. So this is what I do sometimes. But it's funny because I, when, when I first started the uh, High Impact Leaders podcast, one of the first couple of, of episodes that I did was on how to create a personal vision. And I mean, I knew that was important. And, and I I go through that technique myself quite often to kind of refine where, you know, what direction I'm going in. And if there, if things change in the marketplace, it's usually a good time to kind of go back and, and recreate that. I had no clue how popular that little episode was going to be. We get, we sometimes get as many as like three or 400 people every single week that go onto our website, go on to leadersinstitute.com and fill out the personal vision statement. Uh, and by the way, it's free. I mean, you basically, if you, if you want to do that, by the way, I would, I would suggest that you do. It looks like a lot of people are getting great value out of that. Um, but that's, that's for the personal vision statement, which is a little bit different from your organization or your company. Although the reason why these things are important are, are very similar. 
right? Um, by the way, just so you know, the, the vision statement, the personal vision statement is something that kind of encompasses our own kind of personal mission statement, that kind of thing. When you're doing this for a company or an organization, though, a lot of times the mission and the vision statements, although we a lot of organizations use them interchangeably, the two statements really have distinctly different purposes. Like, for instance, the, the mission statement focuses on where the organization is right now, right? So if I tell you what my mission statement is, it's this is what we do right now. And in contrast, the vision statement creates a picture of where the organization is going to be in the future. And uh, the third statement or the third document anyway is the values of your organization, which um, I, I spent some time, I think probably 15, 16 years or so ago, really not only putting my own personal values into uh, the document, but also um, interacting with a lot of the folks that were that were on my team and, and getting them to give us input. That is really one of the most valuable exercises I think I've ever done as a business owner. And, and hopefully you'll see that as, as we kind of get into the, the third part of, of this session as well, when we start talking about that, that. But these values, they're the criteria that you can use to make decisions within your organization. The, the, the more clear they are and the more that we communicate them to not only to our internal team, but also to our customers as a whole. The more they help drive the direction of the or of the organization, um, and so basically an analogy to kind of describe the way that each one of these three things work and why each one of them is important is let's just say that you wanted to take a trip in a in a car, um, maybe you're going to on, on vacation or something like that, right? Well, the vision would be the destination that you're going to. Let's say you're going to go to the beach, right? So you're going to be going to Miami or something like that, right? So, so the, the vision statement is that's where we're headed. That's where we're going. We're going to go to Miami Beach. Well, the mission would be the vehicle that you use to get there. So that would be your car or the plane or whatever it is that you're going to use to get to that. So your, your mission statement would be the vehicle. And then finally, the values would be the directions or the roadmap that you use to get there. It's the what lets you know whether or not you're you're on track as you start moving toward that that vision. So I mean you can see how each of those three is really important to getting to the end goal. If any if any one of those things is out of whack, if the destination is out of whack, we end up at the wrong place. If the if the um the the vehicle is out of whack, you know, if it's not up to snuff, eh, can be challenging to get there. If the directions um are 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 not in line with where with you know with the, if they're not efficient, we can waste a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of uh, a lot of um wasted space and time um going in directions that we shouldn't be going. So um, so the, all of those things are really, really important anyway, as, as you're, as you are on a trip and it's even more important if you're investing in your own organization, your own company, your own department, whatever it is that you're, that you're creating your mission vision statement for. So, um, let, let's, let's kind of start with the vision statement first, but, um, before we, before we start working on the, the mission and the values, it's really important that you start with creating a great vision statement or, or a, a great idea of where you actually want to get to. It, it's easier to do everything else if you have a crystal clear picture of the destination that you're working toward. So um, 
So as we kind of get into this, though, let's let's kind of talk about why you need a great vision for the future, right? In every organization's life cycle, by the way, this is every and every person, by the for that matter, there are two different forces at at play. The past is kind of like a, a tree, right? It's it's a root, it's an anchor. So the the past includes all of an organization's history, including both the successes and the failures. And the older that an organization is, or the older a person is, the more rings that that tree has and the deeper the roots. So your organization is attached to this tree with, let's just say they're attached with bungee cords, right? So basically, you got a person that's trying to move away from the past, trying to move into the future. And so, uh, but you got a bunch of bungee cords and the, and the, the, the older the organization or the older the person is, the tighter those bungee cords are, right? The more difficult it is to, to move. So as, as a manager of your organization, you, you come in, you want to try to make positive changes, but you got to realize that you're in a constant battle with the past. Your team has certain habits and, and they've developed these habits over time. You know, they, did, they didn't develop these habits in a day. It might've taken weeks or months and or in many cases, years and years and years. And so um, um, that they're very difficult to change habits. The, the organization also has processes in place that make change more difficult as well. So when, when a new manager comes in, that new manager may have a lot of enthusiasm, but the group may experience a quick burst of growth because of that, that energy and enthusiasm that the manager is bringing forth to the, to the group. However, that the, the further that the group moves from the status quo, the more difficult the journey because of those bungee cords, right? I mean, the further you get away from that anchor, the more difficult it is to continue to move forward. So basically, once the, the effort diminishes, once the once the the uh, the new manager kind of loses um, the that enthusiasm or gets beat up a little bit, then uh, the organization will likely kind of move backwards into the past. You know, move backwards toward those habits, but toward those those old processes. So, waste, but the way that the vision statement works though is to add a bungee cord that pulls you into the future. Now, so the stronger that your vision is, the less hold the past has on you. And the more and the stronger that vision is, the more rings that you put on the, the bungee cord as well. So the the that the the more powerful your vision is, the more the 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 more that you absolutely want to get to that location in the future, that 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 destination, the easier it is now, the less the, the past has on you because you know you're moving towards something that's that's better, right? So, so um when and by the way, this is just a really quick suggestion that that I would kind of throw at you. If you are actually creating a vision statement for your organization, let's say you're the owner or you're a manager or an executive, and you want to try to recreate a vision statement or create a new vision statement for yourself, I would suggest that you not try to do it yourself. (laughs) Because remember that your team has ingrained habits. So your organization also has ingrained processes. If you just show up one day and say, all right, here's our new vision, then you're going to meet with a lot of resistance. You, um, you, you'll you'll have a much better success if if you pull your team together and have them help you create this vision, and and that way the vision is going to be more global. You're going to have more buy-in from your organization. 
So a good good suggestion is to send down an agenda for the meeting ahead of time. And, and in that agenda, give your team a chance to really think about what the what the vision looks like or what the future looks like in their eyes. You know, where where can we go in five years or 10 years or 15 or 20 years? So ultimately, what are we moving toward? And you might ask them a question like, hey, if we were successful beyond our wildest dreams, what would our organization look like? Right. And and then when you can when you start the meeting, write every idea on on a whiteboard, you know, brainstorm until you get 10, 15, 20, 30 responses. And and the other thing that I would suggest is that you set a time limit. You know, your team will take about as much time as you give them to complete the vision statement. So if you give them three hours, it's going to take three hours. My suggestion would be to limit the time to 10. 15, 20 minutes, something like that. And then once you have a number of responses, just in the meeting, then take the best ideas and create a simple and cohesive vision statement for the group. Bring it back to the next meeting and say, hey, based on our discussion last week, this is what this is what uh, I think we came up with and everybody in agreement, right? So that'll save you a lot of time, by the way. <laughs> so if you're trying to get everybody to agree on the verbiage and all that kind of stuff, going to be really, really hard. But if you get the ideas and then use the ideas to help you create this, it makes it a, a whole lot easier. So if you're from like my generation, I'm 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 almost fifty. Right, I'm almost fifty. So I'm I'm now um I'm now moving more toward the grandparents' age now than the dad age. I think, but um but in my in my um uh, I, I guess adolescence anyway, there was this movie called The Breakfast Club, right? And uh, it's like that's so old now. So I, I'm, I feel like I'm ancient now. But basically, the 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 book that that the book the movie the Breakfast Club was about this diverse group of detention attendees. Each one of them got got um, they all um, got sent to detention, Saturday detention, and um, one of their their assignment while they were there was that they had to write an essay. And at the end of the movie, what they all do is they all just kind of give a, a sentence or two and give it to the the smart kid, and he ends up putting it all into a, a, an essay. Um, but basically what that, what, what happens is that when, when you get the entire group involved, these, these um, the, the team, when they're involved, it, it kind of, that's the kind of vision that you're looking for. You're looking for a vision that is really built on the input of the entire group. They're going to be, they're going to, your team's going to move toward that vision faster if they help you create it. Uh, and by the way, if you're looking for a template for the the personal vision statement, I, I mentioned at the the earlier part of the of the the session here, I'll put that in the show notes. That way you can you can look at that. But actually, we're going to have a template for this session as well. So, um, and I'm I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. If you go to leadersinstitute.com and just type in mission, vision, values, you'll find it if you if you do a search for it. But I'll put it in the I'll put a link to the show notes. That way you can get that. You can you can. Um, use the the vision template in order to help you kind of create a really cool vision for for you and your group. So by the way, as you're creating this vision statement, make the details in it as specific as possible. Um, when, when I look at most vision statements, I think, you know, the thing, the first thing that pops in my head is, eh, that's fluffy, right? It's really vague, right? Most, most vision statements just don't have a lot of substance. And as a result, they won't, the, the group is not likely, your team is not likely to move 
into action and nobody else is either. Right. So, so when you create your vision, you want the statements to be really what I call result oriented and, and detailed, you know, for instance, um, like Amazon's vision statement, it it's really interesting because I, I went back when I was doing my research on this, went back and said, okay, what companies have really used their vision statement as a way to kind of grow. And so this is what Amazon said word for word. This is the Amazon vision statement. Our vision is to be the Earth's most customer-centric company to build a place where people can can come to find and discover anything they may want to buy online. And I know what some of you are thinking. Well, sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're Amazon. So yeah, I mean, when you have a company as successful as Amazon, they can create an audacious vision like that. It's easy for them. You know, they're, they're huge, right? The funny part about that is that that was the vision that Jeff Bezos had in 1997 when Amazon went public. (laughs) So that was back when Amazon was just selling books online. That's it. That's the only thing they sold online. And, um, and, and, and at the time he was trying to compete with like Barnes and Noble and books a million, those, which I'm, and he's, he's way surpassed those guys. Right. So uh, let me give you an example. Like for instance, in, in archery or in marksmanship, if, if you're aiming just for the target, you know, the targets are really big. So if you just aim for the target and you miss, you miss the target, right? However, if you aim for the bullseye and you miss, you still hit the target, right? So you want to avoid really the the vague superlatives. You know the 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 most vision and really mission statements use words like you know a market leader or provide quality products. You know, by the way, I mean here's I'll give you some of the worst examples that I found. By the way, these are real, honest to God vision statements and mission statements. Right? Be the to be the global leader in customer value. Now, when you read that, there's no way to even know what industry the company is in, by the way. Um, it, 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 by the way, it's a company that creates big engines. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, so um, they're very, very well known, uh, especially in bulldozers and engines and stuff like that, right? So, but that's I, literally, that is what their vision statement is. I'll read it again. Just so to be the global leader in customer value. I mean, that's about as vague as it gets. And so as a result, it's not likely to move anybody to change their behavior, change their action. But uh, let me give you a few of my favorites. So these are some of my favorite um, vision statements uh, for uh, Landa Lakes. Great, uh, the great company, a customer of ours, by the way, we've done a lot of team building activities for them. Uh, but, uh, but this is what their vision says. They, they said, our vision is to be one of the best food and agricultural companies in the world by being, number one, our customer's first choice. Number two, our employee's first choice. <laughs> number three, responsible to our owners. And number four, a leader in our communities. So basically, that, they, it, those four things, that's what they, they, they basically put their values in their vision statement, which, which, you know, saves them a step later on, but it's really cool. Um, Microsoft at its founding, this was when Microsoft was founded. The vision was a computer on every desk in every home. 
that was what their vision was. That's what they wanted to do. And now eventually they kind of changed and they started moving into more or less. They started realizing that the software was more valuable than the actual computers. But that was their that was their vision at the very beginning. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, uh, create economic opportunity for every member of the global workforce. Now it's a little general, you know, it's a little, but it still hits the mark, right? Because that's what they're, they're known for, right? Um, so basically what you, what you want to do in your vision statement is you want to create a, 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 a future state for your organization and make it as clear as possible so that when you get to that future state, you know it, right? And you know, you're moving toward that thing. So leave out the vague superlatives. All right. So the next thing that you want to do is create a list of values that set your organization apart from, from others. Now you notice I didn't go to the vision statement yet. We're going to go into values first because then the mission will be a whole lot easier once you create your value statement. And your value statement is going to be much easier if you have a clear vision. So if you do them in that order, it makes it a little bit easier. So just like your vision statement, you, you can get more value from this part if, you're, if your team is involved. Um, and, and, and by the way, out of all of the mission, vision, and value components, this is the one that is most critical, I think, anyway, to a, a company's success. Um, this list is really the list of values. It drives the activity within the organization. So if the list of values is both comprehensive and publicized within the organization, everybody's got to know these things then the leadership in the organization is much, much, much easier. Um, by the way, I found out how important this, this was, uh, by the, the concept of writing down this list of values just recently. Um, I, I mentioned years ago, 15 plus years or so ago, I created a list of the, of the, the, the values of my company, the Leaders Institute, the things that really set us apart from our competitors. And by the way, if you want to see them, they're on the leadersinstitute.com um, webpage. It's uh, on the About Us page. Um, but uh, but one of the things at the very top of our list is responsiveness. That's one of the things that makes us different from a lot of our competitors. You know, from the early days of the company, we realized that when potential customers, because we, we produce information a lot of times digitally online. And when when what we realized is that when when potential customers have a problem, they want a solution to that problem right now. They don't want it tomorrow. They don't want it six weeks from now. They want it right now. Um, so that was one of the things that we we really focused on from from day one. The second one is is quality. You know, because quite frankly, we we charge a premium price for our services. Right? We are not the cheapest leadership development company in the world. In fact, we're probably far from it. But as a result, our customers expect perfection. So there, when we Go out and we do something. You know, if if it's not if it's not the highest standard, then they're going to go away. Wait, why are we paying that high fee for? You know, so so quality is really important. The third, by the way, is cooperation, and our our customers, you know, want want the process to be easy. And then, um, and so that's one of the reasons why that was one of our, our early values. And then the last two are initiative and continuous improvement, because we know that because we are in an industry that is constantly changing, we have to continuously improve our, our knowledge. We have to keep on top with what's new and trending and all that kind of stuff. So our team members have to be able to solve problems 
without having to slow down the solution process, right? So in addition, we know that that as good as we are today, if we're not improving the processes, then we're going to be left behind, right? So, um, so that was the list that we created, or that that I, I created with the help of my team back, you know, fifteen plus years or so ago. And this is how that paid off, by the way. And this is hopefully where you can kind of see the value of this. A couple of years ago, I set this really, really audacious goal for growth. I mean, it was outlandish because at the time we had, you know, we were we were making millions of dollars a year, you know. So we're we're not a small business, but we're I mean we're we're not a huge business either. But um, so but we had kind of plateaued. We got to this point where we had hit a very similar revenue stream every single year for like two or three years straight. And we're like, God, man, okay, we're supposed to be the people that teach other folks how to, how to grow and get bigger. And now we've kind of plateaued. So, so, so basically what I did was I set this audacious goal and I wanted to quadruple our revenue in less than five years. So that's pretty difficult to do. So after the setting the goal, though, I had a quick realization. It it didn't take me very long to realize that some of the team members who were going to be instrumental, the the team members were going to be instrumental in that particular growth. And some of the people that were on staff were going to be really critical in helping us get there, whereas others might actually harm the growth process. There were other folks that kind of had created those habits, just like we talked about earlier. So I knew that we were going to need to bring in a significant number of new team members as we progressed toward this goal. It was just going to have to happen. There was no way that the folks that we have on staff right now were going to be able to do that much additional business um, with that without help. So I knew we were going to, to, to need to hire some folks. So, so basically what, what myself and, and two of the top executives here at the company did was we created this little worksheet with the core values of those five core values that I just mentioned. We had them listed on there. And then we added the names of each of our team members, each, each basically every employee in the, in the company. And then we gave each one of them a score based on the way that we perceived each team member in each one of those areas. You know, for instance, my score for initiative was, you know, I'm 10 out of 10. Man, that's, I mean, that's about initiative. Man, I'm, that's, that's what I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm good at that. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's where my strength is anyway, right? However, I scored a three out of 10. This is, I think I scored myself this way, by the way, <laughs> but I know my, my executive scored me this way in cooperation. That's not really my strength. It's not what I'm good at. I mean, I can tell people what to do. I can coach people on how to cooperate with others, but man, I, I would much rather kind of do it myself, right? It's just my mentality. So we did that for each of the, the team members. And then we realized very quickly that some of our hiring decisions may have actually hampered our growth. One of the reasons why we had found that we had plateaued and kind of stalled out is that in the heat of the moment, when when the growth is really is when companies are really growing we need skilled people we need you know bodies we need people and so when we found people with the needed skills we would we would we would that would work for what we'd pay for pay them anyway we'd hire them and we we quickly decided that we are not doing that anymore that is what is one of the things that we that as a result of going through this process because what we figured out is that quite a few of the folks that we had hired when we were in a pinch 
didn't have, they, they didn't really fit the, the values of, of the organization. And as a result, they were causing us to, to not grow as, as fast as what we could. And so over the years, over the last couple of years, we've kind of made some adjustments and added new people. And now when we bring new people on, we do that first, right? We're, we're, we're identifying whether or not they, they uh, meet our value levels or, or, or criteria right up front, because if they do, we know they're going to do well in this organization. And you can do the same thing in, in your, in your um, organization as well. You want to score your applicants based on the core values, and it's going to help you make better hiring decisions. So here's a list of, of potential values that you can use as, as a starting point. So these are just some of the things that uh, some words that you can use to, to describe the values, but be things like integrity, courage, confidence, being goal-oriented, sincerity, work ethic, being personable, charisma, fun, determination, enthusiasm, dependability, ambition, thoroughness, being detail-oriented, being respectful, faithfulness, charity, accountability, empathy, humility, conviction, optimism, diligence, imagination, and creativity. Now the list is not comprehensive and, and it, 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 but it's there to kind of give you ideas. Um, by the way, um, the, your, your core values don't just have to be a single word. Like for instance, Google's core values are, are actually pretty fun to look at. They've got, I think it's 10, if I remember right, they've got 10 core values. Yeah, they did. They, there were 10 of these core values and um, a couple of them, by the way, some of them are, are actually a little offensive, I think. Uh, but one is that, hey, fast is better than slow. That's their core value is that fast is better than slow. Pretty smart, right? Another one is that you can be serious without wearing a suit, right? Or Great just isn't good enough. I mean, that's three of those those ten core values that Google has, and so they don't necessarily have to be just words, but the words can actually help you get started anyway. All right, so now that you have a great vision and then your core values, the mission statement is going to be much, much, much easier to create. In fact, your mission statement is is it's really the result of the other two things. Um, I, I'll give you an example of. Uh, you know, like a learning experience from for me anyway. Years ago, I was working for this. There was a local box company here in the Dallas Fort Worth area where where I live. Where um, they they asked me to help them recreate their mission statement. The founder of the of the company was stepping down. He was the president, the founder, and um and he 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 had been running the business for forty plus years or so, and he had a younger person of. of, of one of the one of his um, you know uh, trusted employees was was taking over right and so his assignment for her when she took over was to update the mission statement of the company you know he had this mission statement that he created you know 40 years or so ago and he knew that it was a little outdated so um and and as i kind of brought them through this process it was kinda, it was eye opening for for not only for me but i hope i hope it was for them as well because in the beginning the statement started with we are a corrugated box company who right so they make corrugated boxes that's what they do right um, and all morning, I mean, I was, this is like, I, I spent three and a half hours with them and all morning, I, I, I was trying to get the team to, you know, by the way, in great detail, tell me the functions of the company. And it turns out that their purpose for existing 
was relate what was they they thought it was related to the to boxes, but their customers really didn't want the boxes. They wanted the results that the boxes gave them. And that's one of the things that once they kind of figured that out, and it, it took us a while, but once they figured it out, the, the light started to come on because their customers were looking for ways to ship their products from one location to another with little or no damage. That was the result. That's the problem that they were solving. And once they realized this, a whole new world of possibilities opened up because corrugated boxes is just one way to do that. And by the way, just so you know, I mean, th- this company had been in business for, like I said, 40, 50 years or so. And in during that time period, growth was really stalled. I mean, it was a good sized company, but they, they, they were pretty much at the same revenue now that they were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, right? They only, the, the, they didn't really make any more boxes each year than what they made the previous year. So it was it had been pretty stagnant for for quite a while and one of the reasons was is that their vision for the future their mission was really on the corrugated boxes which was a limited market. There was a limited thing that they could do, right? So their sales piece, people as a result of kind of going through this process were no longer just talking to customers about how to increase the number of boxes per order, which is what they've been doing with very not very successfully by the way, but the Conversations changed to ways that they could help the customer better protect their inventory, right? So the mission is not what you do. Your mission is the result that you help your customers create. Um, by the way, we've we've got a number of different companies under the Leaders Institute brand. You know, for instance, our Fearless Presentations group, they offer presentation skills training. And our mission, though, isn't something vague like we offer world the world class public speaking classes you know instead we focus on the result what do why do people go to come to us to take our public speaking classes well because we help people conquer the fear of public speaking in just a couple of days <laughs> so if you want to conquer the fear of public speaking in a couple of in a very short period of time Fearless presentations is a good way to do that, right? So that's our, our mission statement. The, the, the difference between the mission and the vision statement is that, that we are currently, we the, the Leaders Institute is currently helping people reduce public speaking fear. That's what we're doing now. That's what we're known around the world for. We're known for that specific thing. And our, our team building company, you know, one of the other uh, branches of our organization is that we do events and team building and stuff like that. Well, in that one, our mission is to provide the best. It's not. It's not. It's not to provide the best team building activities. Instead, the mission statement is we help our customers make meetings more fun and valuable. I mean, that's really what folks hire us to do, right? They they're like, oh, got a boring meeting. I don't want a boring meeting, so I'm going to hire the leaders institute because they make meetings more fun. They make them more valuable. They make people want to go to these things, right? And that's and and so our customers love that we do that. So when you create your mission statement, the first thing that you want to do is take a look at your vision statement and your values, and then ask yourself, how exactly is it that we do that? What results do our customers our customers re- receive when we do this thing? The answer is not your product or service, by the way. It's not corrugated boxes. <laughs> the result, however, 
is likely to be a great mission statement for you. So whatever the answer to that question is, is likely going to be what your mission statement actually becomes. So um, we put a template in the the show notes for you. So if you go to leadersinstitute.com and then just in the search bar, just hit the little um, the the, uh, magnifying glass, just type in uh, mission, vision, values, and it'll bring up a template that you can use to fill out. So if you are with your team and you want to create a brand new vision statement or mission statement, you can actually use the template template there. And it'll, it'll, um, when you type it up, it'll send it to you via email, which is kind of cool, you know, neat, neat little thing. So um, that's there as a, as a help for you. And if you ever, if you want to connect with me, make sure and do that on LinkedIn uh, and also make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And we'll see you guys next week on the High Impact Leaders podcast. Bye y'all.